Hail and welcome to The Heathen and the Witch, an intentional podcast about inclusive Norse paganism in witchcraft. Join us and listen to our stories about the ways in which the divine move through our modern daily lives. We're your hosts, Raven and Owl. Listen in wherever and however you are as we create sacred space, tell stories, and build a connection between us and the divine. Hail Odin, we invite you here, you who are wise beyond measure, you who bring us words and knowledge. We ask you to share your wisdom with us as we talk on this day, and that your presence be known so that you are honored. Hail Odin. Welcome to episode six of The Heathen and the Witch. I am the heathen, Al, and this is... I'm the witch, Raven. And... We are back from a month off, and today we're going to talk about Odin and um, Yule, kind of, but not really. It was supposed to be a Yule episode, but, you know, it's not Yule anymore. I mean, actually, technically it is, depending on what heathen you ask. (laughs) Yeah, I've been Um, seeing, like, different things. I've been seeing people say that it's like, oh, it's like the 12th night of Yule or whatever, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it really depends on who you're asking because, uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone seems to say like Yule is after the 21st, but then historically speaking, it's not technically after the 21st because the 21st wasn't actually the solstice for the Scandinavian countries. So, um, <laughs> take it as you will. <laughs> whatever. It's, it's Yule season. So, Yule season. There we go. It's also, yeah, I would say also like it's the wild hunt time. Um, it's so winter. definitely a good time to talk about Odin. Yeah. Not that there's a bad time to talk about Odin. I mean, true. <laughs> hey, kids, let's talk about the one-eyed bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Anyway, so how was your holiday? Uh, my holiday was pretty good. It was quiet. Um, December was kind of a really rough month for me. Um, just from a mental health kind of standpoint, um, definitely not my best that uh, I've been in quite a while. So that was, that kind of made it a little bit harder. But on the whole, it was good. Um, I didn't really do much for Yule. Um, I think I lit some candles for it. And then I live with my family and they celebrate Christmas. So we did Christmas as a family. Um and, you know, gift exchanging and stuff. And that was pretty nice. Um, I also got a tattoo, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm really, really excited about. I've been showing, like, everybody my tattoo because it's healing right now. Um, it's a raven with the ace triangle symbol behind it and, like, purple for the ace flag. Because uh, I decided that going into 2023, uh, this is going to be the year that I really own who I am for once. I, I shy away from a lot of parts of myself, and I don't want to do that anymore. So, the tattoo was the first step. Nice. Yeah, it's very and exciting. To you said that your the tattoo artist might be listening. So shout out. Yeah, she might. To her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're listening, I really appreciate it. Um, I don't want to say names on the air, but you know who you are. Yeah. Um, she works with. You might be Odin. tattooing me too, huh? What? Yeah, Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> she works with Odin, which is uh, pretty cool too, and we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. How was your How was your holiday? Um, it was uh, I don't know, a mixed bag. I didn't really. Um, Yule is kind of uh, the time where the kindred gets together and has its thing, and we swear in new members and talk about you know um you know kindred stuff going forward and it was canceled so I didn't really get to do that and then on top of that the weekend that I was supposed to be going to the community the bigger community's yule ritual I ended up getting you know proposed to Uh, (laughs) so I'm engaged (laughs) now to my congratulations boyfriend yeah now my fiance so we're that was really exciting. I was just really holding my breath for that one. It's only been seven and a half years. Um. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. 
yeah, I'm excited. I think that was the biggest highlight, I guess, because um, that was it wasn't really surprising. I kind of I feel like <laughs> I feel like lately things don't really surprise me much anymore. I feel like my intuition's a little too much on point. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like, how, how do how do people deal with this? Like, no one surprises me. <laughs> Just like, oh, not shocked to hear that. Um, he did his best, though, and I'm happy. It was cute. We have good pictures of it, too. And so like, it was a little, I don't know, all over the place because his grandmother got diagnosed with terminal leukemia. Um, and that was really hard to hear because she was like, I mean, I have a set of grandparents that are still alive, but the other set are dead. And the the set that's still alive is basically dead. Um, She actually just, my grandmother just got COVID. So probably on our last days here. Um, I'm not really feeling much about that. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like it was just kind of brushed under the rug with all the other emotional shit that's been going on. Yeah, so that happened. I'm not really sad about it, though. I mean, like, I feel like she's basically been dead to me for... That that sounds really bad, but she's kind of lost it. And the last time I saw her where she wasn't losing it was, like, maybe a year and a half ago. And she could still, like, function at best. Now she's kind of gone. So I don't really... I think the last time... The time when she was still, like, all together was the time I said bye and this last time I saw her, it was just kind of like, all right, I don't know if I needed to do this. Um, That's incredibly difficult. Yeah, um, I'm over it at this point. Um, I think the saddest part is just like losing my grandfather. But um, my boyfriend's grandmother has been kind of a replacement. And um, so it's really fucking sad to hear that she may only have months left. Um, so I wrote her a really nice letter, um, thanking her for being fucking amazing. And she cried. It was really touching. Um, because like, I feel like you should say what you want, you feel like at all times. Cause you never know when you're going to lose someone. And She's been really good to me since my fiance and I have gotten together and she's like a cool ass woman and yep, it's been hard. And then it's just kind of been all over the place. I had the beginning of December was really, really good though. I mean, crazy. It was actually insane. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I'll talk about it here. I'll talk about it later, but um, I went to my first oracular save ritual hosted by my wider pagan group and i'll talk about it more later i guess um beyond that life is pretty okay i've been trying to get worked on my etsy store i got a lot of orders it was like a record-breaking christmas slash yule time for me yeah life it's all over the place (laughs) yeah yeah december was definitely a month Yes. <laughs> yes. December was a month. Um, it was, uh, oh, fun fact. Um, <laughs> when my fiance proposed to me, it was the same day that Loki proposed to me, like four years prior. That was ironic. It's pretty wild. <laughs> that is wild. That is like, wild. The odds. Not that anyone um, would know or care, I guess, beyond, you know, me and anyone else who, <laughs> like, knows about my relationship with him. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, I'm just glad December's over, truthfully. Like, the first part of December was probably, I don't know, it was, it was just a rough month, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough month. <laughs> it was a bittersweet month, I guess, for me. And I, I don't think it was that rough, but it was just, I hate winter. I'm really tired of it. It was really cold. I'm ready for it's spring. It's not cold anymore, by the way. It's still 62 degrees. Like, what the fuck? Mean- meanwhile, where I live, um, the week 
uh, right before Christmas, we had record-breaking cold temperatures where it was, like, negative 20 outside. Um, Hot. Literally. And then, like, <laughs> last week, we got a foot of snow. Um, yeah. Actually, it was... What's today? Today's Monday. Yeah, last week, we got, like, a foot of snow. And then it snowed again last night into today. So, we're just getting snow more. Yeah. And I'm really tired of it. There are, there are snow drifts up to my knee outside. Um, I'm 5'5", five five, so imagine what you will about that. And then, like, my poor dog, every time the snow clouds come through, she thinks it's the end of the world. So I feel, I feel really bad, but I'm ready for warmer weather. I'm tired of it being cold. I'm really tired of it being dark. Yeah, that too. I always joke. I'm like, I have bipolar depression, uh, clinical depression, and seasonal depression. So, yeah, Yep, that's right. I always joke about that this time of year. It's not really funny. It's really actually not funny. But I have to laugh about it or else I cry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, a well-diversified mental health issue is, you know, it's what the cool kids are doing these days. I suppose. I guess. (laughs) I just really want to go swimming again. I'm ready for longer days, warm weather, and the ability to go to the pool. Last summer, I went to the pool, like, every single day. Or close to every single day. And uh, that's my goal again for summer, whenever summer finally gets here. I think I went to the pool once last year. Maybe twice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up in 2023, though. Like, so it's mm-hmm. 2023, and we're all making plans, and there's some good stuff coming up this year. Like, I don't know. I get to come yeah. see you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. And if I miraculously become rich, I could probably see you, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I also become miraculously rich, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. It's not looking good so far, but yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I'm just excited. <laughs> I get to come out though. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Well, long distance. You can have another episode stuck. together. Huh? Yeah. Another episode together. Yeah. I was thinking about it in the car today. I was like, God, I miss owl. Like. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. It um, sucks. Internet friendships are great when they're not <laughs> like yeah exactly but, like it's great but like we're on opposite sides of the country so yeah well one day i'm gonna convince your husband to move you out here so we've been working on him we've been trying to convince my husband al and i uh to move to the coast uh and my husband's like no well that's too bad because it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm we'll sorry see. he feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very persistent. <laughs> uh, I'll write him a long letter. It's fine. <laughs> Got it all planned out. Raven's husband. Yeah. Here are reasons why you should move to the coast. <laughs> and then I'll give reasons why you should stay there, and they're going to be like one, and that's about it. And the <laughs> only reason that you should stay there is so I could come to where you are and, uh, that's it. So we have more mountain <laughs> adventures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could also, like, we could just all go out to go see your parents there or something. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it, though. That's it. That's the only reason. I think it's a sound argument. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I'm pretty good at those. <laughs> Very convincing. Very convincing. <laughs> Odin. What a guy. He is interesting for sure. I used to think he didn't like me that much, but I'm beginning to realize that maybe he actually does like me a bit. Yeah, he's interesting. He's complicated. He is complicated. So it was Mm. interesting. So I got my tattoo and I was talking to the artist and I had a feeling that she was pagan. And we ended up having this really long pagan discussion while I was getting inked. Um, which was awesome. And she was like, yeah, I, I work with Odin and 
I was like, yeah, I work with Loki and Segan. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, which is awesome because that's not a response a lot of pagans have. Um, yeah, it's growing. It's growing. But it was it was nice. Um, she was like, I was like, yeah, Odin, uh, he's interesting. And she was like, he is. He shows up in the most unlikely places. And I was like, that's just the gods in general. And then we had to laugh about it because it's true. <laughs> and I think it's true. Odin shows up where you don't expect him to show up. I haven't had a ton of interaction with him, but... Um, I know you have had more. So apparently I'm just like, I don't know, offspring. <laughs> <laughs> Odin's but, child. And like, I feel like I've always kind of known this, um, like deep, deep down. We're not even that deep, honestly. Like I've been writing about it since I started on this path and since I met the dude. Um, I mean, also, I feel like everyone naturally just assumes that like, that it should be the relationship between Odin and devotee because he's the all-father. And everyone's like, oh, so he's dad. Not all the time. Because um, <laughs> he's also kind of a whore, just like his blood brother. He likes to get around, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Like, at first, I kind of thought maybe he was flirting with me, um, and I was like, hell no, I'm not into that. And also, a lot of people in, like, Loki's people spaces are, like, strangely against Odin for the same reasons I feel like the other side is strangely against Loki, because there's, like, this whole oh, they did something bad and therefore they're not worthy of worship. And we're like, that's not the point. Also, you know, I mean, technically Odin is a lot worse of a guy than Loki because he kind of raped a woman and also cheated a lot of people and lied way more than Loki ever did. And then Loki's kind of like the, (laughs) you know, he's kind of the, you know, the brunt of all of his uh, paranoid delusions about Ragnarok or not uh, delusions yep. who knows um yep. and so it's so Loki funny because, takes the fall yeah it's so funny because Odin was like I'm gonna prevent Ragnarok I'm gonna tie up Loki's kid I'm gonna like throw the other kid out to circle the earth you know what etc etc and I think in the end he actually ended up causing Ragnarok by trying to yeah. prevent Ragnarok <laughs> yeah you can't really prevent the uh the inevitable uh, unfortunately nope. but I really identify with that part of Odin I feel like because he feels like he's doing everything in his power to control the things around him and in that way he feels like an anxious depressed god and I am anxious mm-hmm. and depressed <laughs> you also um, try to control everything in your and I also try to control and know everything and I also have one messed up eye <laughs> truly you are a child, so, child of Odin it makes complete sense if you think about it uh yeah I probably also own more books than I own anything else um yeah so the fact that I didn't think that I was at all his um child <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. And the thing was, like, this happened recently where I was just, like, I don't know, going off about something. I think we were, you and I were chatting about Odin, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what my relationship is. And then I was like, I'm, I might be, like, his child. And Loki's just like, well, you're not not his child. Like, what else would you be? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> you're like, uh, I remember the one time, so there, my big main interaction with Odin was when he was trying to get your attention and he came through that one day. Do you remember that? Yeah. And uh, he was, he like gave me messages for Al and I like passed him along. And then I was, I, this is why I thought he didn't like me to be honest, because I was like, why don't you ever talk to me? Like, why don't you ever work with me? You just use me to get to other people. And he's like, you're too soft for me. (laughs) And then left. And I was like, what the actual fuck? (laughs) So I feel like another way that he and I are very similar is, like, he's very blunt. 
Like, yeah, he was just like, you're too soft. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, I guess. Is that, I had to He's stick very, with like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of people are put off by his, um, he's almost awkward. Like, everyone thinks that Odin's like this big macho dude. But in reality, he's just this anxious, <laughs> depressed, like, control freak trying to stop something that isn't going to be stopped and feeling like a failure when it does not be stopped, like it wasn't going to. And <laughs> everyone's like, no, he's just this macho war god and he really means he's evil. And like, or, and then also you got your um a True, who's just like, Odin wouldn't want you to be weak and bullshit like that. Like, Odin is also disabled. Like, most of the gods are disabled. And this whole hyper-masculine, like, thought that he would be just super, I don't know, like, macho is kind of ridiculous. Like, did you even read the myths? It, like, can it, you just it, pick it up a goddamn is. book? Because, like, okay, <laughs> so the few times that I've seen him, so... I'm a god spouse. We had a wedding in the astral, and he showed up in a fucking plaid shirt. <laughs> I remember this very distinctly. He had a plaid shirt on. Yeah, um, yeah that sounds right. <laughs> so there was that. Then there was the interaction I had where he came through me, through me to you, and called me soft. And at that point, I was like, "Well, Odin." Every time I see a raven, I always think, like, hi, Odin. Like, I always acknowledge him every time I see a raven. It's just a habit that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't get a lot of interaction with him, but it just seems appropriate. It feels appropriate. There's a lot of ravens where I live. That's what I do. There are. Can confirm. Um, I had a really good conversation with one. You did. At our cabin. You did. They're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, They're they everywhere. Are. So every time I'm driving along and I see one, I'm like, oh, hey, Odin. Um, but then he, what has gotten me to start reevaluating his opinion of me and maybe my opinion of him. I don't really have much of an opinion of him right now. Um, but he showed up in a dream for me not that long ago. I'm like, this dream was really interesting. I've been having a lot of really vivid dreams recently. And I've been trying to keep track of them. Uh, this one was interesting, though, because there was a group of people. And I was there, but I was, like, trailing behind this group of people. And then he showed up. I was like an old man with like a straw hat on. And I knew <laughs> I knew it was him. Like he didn't have to identify himself. I knew it was Odin. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, <laughs> you're lonely. You need company. So I came to keep you company. And I was like, Aww. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting to reevaluate the fact that he may actually like me. And the whole comment about being soft has nothing to do with me as a person. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not. I'm a very soft... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a soft-shelled crab. Very squishy. <laughs> yeah, you're like... You're like, after a, the crab and has been boiled for a while, and... yeah, I'm just constantly molting. That's all it is. <laughs> that reminds me of um, from Spongebob with Mr. Crab. <laughs> like, when he loses his shell... <laughs> So he's, he's not like this, wrong. Like, ink floppy thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. Maybe I took it the wrong. I'm thinking maybe I took it the wrong way though. I would say so. And yeah. so I'm trying to like kind of step back and be more open minded. I tend to try to be open minded anyway. Um, I think that one interaction just kind of rubbed me wrong. But after the dream, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> I think it's, like, also hard to go from someone... I mean, like, Loki and Odin are, like, two sides of the same coin. Uh, but Loki's very... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I can't not talk about my experience. So I'm going to have to talk about it. Yep, talk um, about it. I'll sprinkle it in as I'm talking. But, like, Loki is very, like, loud. And he's very, like, upfront. and But he's, yep. like, funny about it. Like, he's very approachable and he's just like friends with like everyone and if they're not his friends like they at least know that he's like useful and probably good to keep around then there's odin who just kind of hangs back and is just like 
is like <laughs> he's also like subtly like out there and weird, but <laughs> I just uh, got the they're both weird in the. <laughs> what? I just got the weirdest glimpse while you're talking, and I'm imagine I just saw like a party, and Odin's got like the beer cup, and he's against the wall, and Loki's out in the middle of the dance floor, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's literally what, yeah, okay, that's literally I just got that what my vision was. That's yep. fucking hilarious. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Loki's out there, like, like grinding on whatever he can grind on, and then. Odin's, Odin's like, got his red solo cup and he's against the wall just watching. <laughs> no, you know what Odin's doing? He's like, he's flirting, but it's like kind of weird. And you're just like, I don't know what he's saying. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like a dual meaning. And like, he's like sitting there, like making tr- shifty, like drug deals in the back of the party. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Anyway. So my experience, um, I'll go ahead and explain up front, I guess. So for those who don't know, um, oracular seed is a tradition that is by, um, it's a historical reconstruction, reconstruction being the main word um, of what we believe to be a oracular save ritual from or like what a vulva does so oracular save is like um was reconstructed this particular style was reconstructed by diana paxson from the hrafnar kindred that she organized out of the tradition um and they there's kind of like a lineage of people who were trained by like that kindred and then they sprung off into various groups um i don't really know of any other group outside of the two the harafnar kindred and then we have the potomac oh god i'm not gonna try to pronounce it there's one nearby it... <laughs> i'm not gonna pronounce it I'm, i literally cannot pronounce the middle word there that's okay <laughs> there's one by where you live <laughs> yes um it Okay, if it, anyone was following, like, John Beckett, he actually wrote a blog post. It was his most popular blog post this year, actually, about three messages from Loki to the world. Um, and the the guild that did that um, particular ritual was the same guild that I got to see and witness, and they will be training me starting in February, which is really fucking exciting. That's so and, exciting. Um, I'm so excited for exciting. you. Oh, yeah, I am. This is literally the experience I've been waiting for for a very long time. And it was very expensive. I mean, it wasn't like super, super expensive, but it's expensive to me. And I was just like, there's nothing that will stop me from doing this. (laughs) Like, nothing. And like, I keep forgetting that like everyone else is just like, whatever. Ow, like, (laughs) this is this is weird. Um, But I'm like thinking it's like everything like everyone should want to do this. I think it's so fucking awesome. Anyway, so fast forward. They came to my um, group this last December. Um, and my leader um, was one of the seers. Like, um, and she was really fucking talented. I will probably have her on the podcast at some point. Um, I mean, everyone was like fucking phenomenal. They, they had about... Um, five series uh there was only supposed to be four but like there was a ton of people asking questions so basically it's kind of like how you would imagine a oracle might be from like the oracle of delphi like there's a woman like sitting in a somewhere you know then you go ask her a question and she can relay an answer from like the spirits or the gods or just a general vision about the future or whatever insight that she might have. This is kind of like the Norse flavor of that. Um, but also in this case, it's not always a woman. There was, there was one man, Seer. Um, and um, so it's like not, not, it's gender neutral. It's not just for women, but ma- the majority of people are um, identify as uh, female um, and they don't always have to have 
female parts. Anyway, um, there is about 30 or 40, 50, God, there's so many people there. Um, and everyone was asking questions. And like, even the people who weren't going to ask questions ended up asking questions. And so sometimes when you ask a question of the gods um, or the spirits, like they go down to Helheim, basically. Um, the seer goes down to Helheim. We stay at the Brit, like the gate. Um, they guide all the ritual participants down there. And then so you're kind of already in this like altered state. And um, but you stay where you're at. Like the seeress is or the seer is the only person who's supposed to go through the gate into Helheim. Um, so then at that point, they can answer questions from the dead or from the gods or from spirits. And like people ask questions about their ancestors and like sometimes their ancestors would show up and like only in a few cases they didn't like specifically show up where they would just like ask a general question, like who can guide me with this issue? Um, and it was kind of like a meet cute with some of it, like They'd just be like, oh, there's a person who wants to answer the question and she has like blonde hair. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> and they'll be like, no. And they're like, oh, okay. But she says that she's your relative and she wants to know you, even though she's been dead for a very long time. And you're kind of like, oh, sure. Okay, great. What's her name? And they give the name or whatever they want to be called by. And um, it was nice. And then they did the same for spirits. Like, People would ask, like, what spirit would help me with this issue? And they would kind of, like, help you connect with um, the spirit or sometimes even a god. Um, and the gods are obviously the most um, energetic. <laughs> um, so the god in question, they'll travel to wherever the god is usually. and um, Or sometimes the god just travels to you and... <laughs> Sometimes the god will stand very close and, like, the seer will relay the answers to this from whatever the god is saying. And then sometimes, but apparently not always just sometimes, sometimes it's, like, all the time. Um, not all the time. I don't know. I thought it was a lot rarer, but the god will come down and give answers. So I was definitely not expecting that. Um, I knew exactly what say there was. Um, I knew like what to expect kind of, but I did not expect this to happen. Um, so <laughs> I was like working up for months and I'm like thinking about what question I could possibly ask. And like, I didn't want to waste the question because who knew when I was going to get another chance. And of course I'm overthinking it. And then of course I'm <laughs> like a child of Odin. So I'm thinking of every possible solution and every question I could possibly ask. And it didn't matter in the moment. Um, I wanted to ask a question of Loki um, and someone got there first. Um, <laughs> so they raised their hand and they came up and they were like, Hey, I have a question for Loki. Is he close? And it didn't really take very long for <laughs> the seer to finally go fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't the seer anymore. Um, it was, it was fucking Loki, man. Um, and the room, like, it didn't happen all at once, but you could feel, like, all of the energy just be drawn to the front in that moment. Like, just everything just got whew, heavy. Um, and I was, like, standing behind this person waiting for my question. <laughs> and then the rest of the room got up and was like, all right, we all have questions for Loki. <laughs> Everyone, even people who weren't going to have, weren't going to ask a question, had a question for Loki. Um, the moment he started talking, it was really fucking incredible. Um, I still get goosebumps whenever I talk about it. Um, and he answered my question. And then um, if you read the John Beckett article, you would know that he um, had some stuff to say to the world because he likes um, talking to a lot of people. Um, and he talked about um, in the article, he talked about like cultivating joy. And so he elaborated on that in after like everyone was finally went out of asking questions. Um, 
and he talked like about how important it is to find joy in every anything. Um, and he was just so approachable, just like almost as approachable as you would expect him to be. But like, he was still very intense. Like you couldn't just like look at him. Um, but the reason I talk about this is because Odin also came down <laughs> like right in front of me um, that he, oh, yeah, that was a lot. So Odin came down and he wasn't what I expected, I guess. He was very friendly and he answered questions very, like, he was formal and he was kind of like an old man, quiet, and he complained about his feet being cold, like like an old man, would, <laughs> like you would expect an old man to do. Um, <laughs> he wasn't what I expected him to be. He was very friendly, very gentle. He was like gruff, I guess, but he wasn't like unapproachable. Um, he, like, one time he gave a pretty harsh answer to someone. Um, it wasn't harsh, but I don't think it was what they were wanting to hear. And that's kind of not the point. You don't really go expecting to hear what you want to hear. Um, you go because you're going to get an answer and it's not going to be fun sometimes. And they were like pretty upset. Um, I can understand. Um, and they started crying and he like stood up and like embraced the person. And it was just like really touching because I didn't expect that from him. He was really friendly. Like, and then at that moment, I was like, I wasn't going to ask a question, but um, I did anyway. And he talked about, I asked him, like, what the fuck do you want? Um, <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't say that in that way. I, I was like, <laughs> first of all, this happened, like, he came down in front of me. I was kind of, like, starstruck or something. I was like, holy shit, this just happened. Uh, like, I wasn't expecting that to, for him to just pop up like that. I mean, so I was, like, kind of fumbling for words like I am right now. I was just like, oh, who, uh, uh, uh sir, uh. <laughs> um, and he just kind of sat there, like, waiting, like, uh-huh. And um, he, I asked him, like, oh, he's been, you've been around recently, um, you've been gone for a very long time because he has been gone for like the majority of this year. Um, he popped in like occasionally, but for the most part, I've been working almost strictly with Loki. And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> and he answered like, I don't really force anyone to work with me. I don't really force you to work with me, especially like, I know you still work with my blood brother and, um, like, you're really tight with him, so, of course, I'm not going to just come in between that. And I had a lot of fear that he would, actually, because I know he's kind of an attention or just like his brother. But it was, like, really reassuring and really gentle because uh, I, for a long time, I was really nervous about him kind of uprooting my relationship with um, Loki um, and demanding more of my attention that I, I really can't give because I hyperfixate, and he, of all people, would know what that's like. So <laughs> I think the fact that he said he felt so understanding that I I have to come up to him. And so I asked, like, what do you, what, if I wanted to pursue a relationship with you, like, what would you want me to do? And he's like, well, I'm a man of contracts, as you probably know. And I'm like, ha ha ha, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um so he kind of was just like well so like if you want to work with me you should probably like figure out what you don't want and what you do want and like what like we could go we could have as deep of a relationship as I wanted and I think that's really important to talk about especially because I feel like a lot of people feel like the gods like demand certain things and i if odin of all deities is saying something like that he's not very demanding at all <laughs> like i feel like he can be but only after you gave him consent to be that makes sense it's a very consensual choice related 
like sovereign decision to work with gods and Odin of all like deities should understand that. I feel like maybe, I mean, he's kind of a sketchy guy. (laughs) He can like cross boundaries, but so does Loki. So it's not really new, but I don't think he's going to force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. Yeah, I know Um, for a while you were really hesitant about, like, letting him in. So it's really interesting that you got to talk to him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I got nothing to follow that up with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... um, I haven't actually sat with it very much because I was so held up with uh, my experience with Loki that... As always, Odin kind of got swept under the under the carpet there for a bit. <laughs> so I just have to find the spoons to um, sit with that, I guess. But he is really fucking helpful. In particular, he's helpful with getting your shit together. <laughs> um, or like organizing. Or in particular, he was helpful for me when I was trying to figure out business plans and budgeting and Loki's ADHD. And then I feel like Odin's the opposite of that. He, like, Odin. helps you manage your ADHD with organization. Yeah, I was going to say, Odin strikes me as someone who's very logical and very sequential yeah. and very spatial. Like, yeah. everything is, like, A to Z and put in boxes and logically thought out is what he yeah. strikes me as. Somebody who logically thinks through every single scenario logically thinks about how to organize everything. It's that control factor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very much so. He... But he's not controlling, I guess. Right. Exactly. There's a difference. He needs control. He needs control in his, like, existence, but he's not gonna control you because I think he's intelligent enough to understand that humans are gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. And forcing someone yep. to do something is just not the way. Um, unless they have to. like, Unless it's, like, really necessary. Um, like, of course, I don't want to do shadow work. Why the fuck would I want to? But Nobody you know, wants just to. Just kind of slam dunk that on you. Yeah. <laughs> no one wakes up in the morning and is like, yeah, I'm going to look at some really ugly parts of myself today. Like, this is going to be really fun. That. Nobody yeah, enjoys that. Nobody enjoys that. No. Said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he talks a lot. He talks a lot. And so does Loki. But, like, Odin is so wordy. So wordy. I think he took about five, I don't know, five to ten minutes to answer my question. Because I only asked, like, one question. And he went on and on and on and on. And I was, like, sitting there like, oh, my God, I wish I had a notepad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the professor. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, my God. He's like your favorite professor from college who's, like, knows all of the things and you get you like don't want to learn something today so you ask him a question about another subject that you want to know more about but he knows that too so we'll go on about all class period avoiding the subject matter at hand just to talk about something else yep (laughs) i think that's who he is yeah actually fun fact he came in the first time like i ever really feel like i had a direct experience with him he was the professor in my dream like oh that's funny yeah (laughs) he was like the dean of, like, the music school that I was somehow going to that was also weirdly in Disney World. Um, It was a dream, so. Um, (laughs) I go up to this guy's office, and he, like, talks to me about how, like, it's a shame that I don't do music anymore. No, I was, like, applying to a music school, and he's like, well, you haven't really played in a long time. This was, like, back when I was, like, um, just coming out of getting my music degree. And I was like, yeah, I didn't really want to. And he's like, why not? <laughs> he was very prodding me to convince me to go back into music because that was kind of how I connected with him at first. And and then at the end, he like somehow really did convince me to get back into playing music. And actually, like that that's how I ended up with my band. I shit you not, like week, not even a week later, that's when my the violinist of my band reached out to me. I feel like I have him to thank for that. But he was like a music professor. He like sat me down on this chair in his office. We chatted for a long time. And that was that. 
And I thought it was Loki too. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, why would you think that was Loki? That makes no sense. I really, for some reason, I just really rejected Odin hardcore for a while. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I have a lot to say on the boy. Man. Old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More to say than I have. <laughs> I honestly sometimes think that Loki's older than Odin. Or they might be the same age. Who knows? Because they're both create, create, ugh, creation deities. Like, Loki gave where we think that it was Loki, but most things point to the fact that he's most likely low there. Um, and he gave humans blood and passion. And Odin gave humans breath, words, and whatnot. So it's hard to talk about Odin without talking about Loki, too. I feel like it's like a juxtaposition. Their relationship is interesting, I guess. <laughs> they seem to love each other very much. But I remember at the ritual, like, um, Odin interrupted something that Loki had to say because someone asked something about, like, or someone asked something of Loki, but Loki was just like, I think my blood brother would um, have something more to say about that. And then, like, Odin popped in instead. And then the seer asked, or the guide asked for Loki to come back because, like, we still have more questions for Loki. And um, <laughs> Loki was just like, he's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, how boring of a man. But I feel like they do, like, respect each other a lot for the most part. I wish I had stuff to say on the topic, but uh, I, I really don't. I don't have a lot of experience with Odin beyond those two or three I feel like now that you say that, he's just going to be like, mm, you see. <laughs> That's fine with me. I don't really, I don't mind. Um, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a rash. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I would get along with him, truthfully, because he's such a logical god, and he is so knowledgeable, and I feel like he wants to know everything about everything, and I'm like... I mean, you get along with me, so we're not too different. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, I mean, okay, full confession, I don't research any of this stuff. I don't read about it. I don't... Whatever knowledge I get is based on my intuition and what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. Um, Yeah. I very rarely, like I haven't read the source materials for anything. Um, I do, I am familiar with the myths. Um, I've read versions of the myths and stuff. So I know the stories, but like, I'm not a logical person. I'm an emotional person. And um, what? Wow, Sorry. I know, right? No, it's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, so I don't know how that would work, um, truthfully. Because, like... Mm. You don't have to, like, work with him. I mean, it's more just like a... Oh, yeah, there's no way I'm working with him. <laughs> yeah. He already made that clear to me, dude. <laughs> play a lot of video games but i have to be extremely interested in them to play with like any part of them so um the god of war ragnarok came out some time ago i guess um and i haven't really had the funds to go and buy it and play it so i just was like i need to know what happens though because i played the last um god of war i think it was god of war 4 and this was like 5 or something don't quote me on that. Again, not a video game person. I just like um I like it when the gods are involved. Um and this one I particularly loved Odin in it. Um he was bald like in the video game. I hope that you guys go check it out for a bit cuz he was bald and he the way he talked was just so in line with how I experience him and how I'm always shocked for like, to experience him, I guess, because I always expect him to be, like, droll or, like, gruff. But, so every time I, like, actually get to hear him talk and he's very personable, I'm always, like, shocked. I don't know why that's so shocking, but in the video game, he's, like, 
he talks a lot too. <laughs> like he'll go on and on and on. And then like the way that he speaks is just on point. He's a trickster, but in a more, he's like less blatant than Loki is. Like Loki is a trickster, but I feel like Odin is more, not conniving, but I guess more um subtle. Like you're not going to see, like he will pull the wool over your eyes. And Loki's more like a situational trick where it's just something that was going to happen anyway. Like, um, or it was like an accident. The odds were stacked against you and then it happened. It doesn't feel like he goes out of his way to pull shit on you. But Odin is the one that's been like pulling the, he's the man behind the curtain the entire fucking time. And that's how it was. I'm not going to spoil anything for the video game, but I feel like it's almost to be expected because... If you've played literally any other God of War game, like, you kind of figure out that the gods aren't always, in fact, (laughs) historically in any God of War game, I'm pretty sure Kratos literally kills all the gods all the time. I'm not going to say, like, who he kills exactly, but it's not everyone. Um, (laughs) And it's also Ragnarok. People die. So. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Odin is very um, manipulative and... You'll never see it coming. I mean, you will see it coming, but you won't. Like, it, it's still um, a really good way to write him. I feel like he's very subtle. He's very smart. And he's going to catch you off guard. As much as I love the gods and everything, like, and I think that Odin is pretty great. It's something that you have to be, like, aware of. I don't think they mean it to be evil, necessarily. Um, but it's kind of how you learn is by having the wool pulled over your eyes, especially if you're super controlling. They're always going to be one step ahead of you because they know more than you. Um, That's just kind of the power dynamic of the divine because obviously they're older and wiser than you. And I don't... Humans kind of flounder when there's something that... The very possibility that something is bigger and wiser than us. And Odin is very big and very wise and very old. It's fair to be scared of him or, you know, anxious about working with him or nervous. Um, I can't say I was like over the hills um, in the moment when I was talking face to face with them. I feel like there's like an equal measure, like awe and also like, holy shit. I think if you're not feeling that holy shit feeling, you're probably not dealing with a deity. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's That's kind of their signature move. If you want to find out more about Miraculous Sailor, I highly recommend it. I think it's awesome. Obviously, check out Diana Paxson, The Way of the Oracle. She details pretty much everything about what goes on at the ritual, the historical backing of it. I think it's Eric the Red is the saga that she pulls from. And that is the saga that goes into detail about what uh, um, Seid Kona, I think is the name, would look like. And how that's where they got the idea of like the high seat and the fact that they like, you know, travel around like the guild that um, is that we I saw um, and is, I'm going to work with. They also travel around the East Coast and but they're based out of near where I am. And um Anyway, check out Diana Paxson. If you're super reconstructionist and you're like, ooh, I don't know, like, about that, unfortunately, like, we don't have anything that really explicitly details any practice that we have. So this is pretty much very close, and it works. Um, Everyone is – I feel like the way that you can tell that something works is when people are really emotional and, like, resonate with things that are being said. It wasn't just, like, some random stranger pulling shit out their ass. It was very subtly – on point in strange ways. Um, and I feel like that's one way that you kind of discern what's bullshit and what's not. There's no way that the people I was speaking to would have possibly known anything that I had to do with any of the gods because I don't go around talking about it very much. That's that. Um, don't go around like asking random people on the internet to channel the gods for you. That's not uh, okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> we'll have to have another episode about that maybe because yeah, there are definitely some like moral and ethical situations where that's not okay. Um, This was obviously 
something that everyone was consenting for because you walk into the ritual. They talked about it in depth about what could happen. And everyone was kind of there for that entire purpose, like channeling something. But also, like, I've always been a little wary of it because... There's so many people on the internet that are like, oh, I'm channeling X, Y, and Z deity. And then they drop some really generic, like, answer. And we're like, oh, okay, cute, I guess. But, like, this was a little more than generic. And I feel like the fact that I'm still shaking even talking about it is kind of testament to how real it was for me um, and for everyone there. So don't do that. Um, Definitely look into Diana Paxson. She has a lot of great work. Let me see what else. Yeah, so that's it. I write about a lot on the blog, too. Um, I don't really go much into what happened for me personally. I feel like that's kind of, it kind of speaks for itself. And it's none of your business. Um, so, yeah, you can check <laughs> us out on. That's <laughs> uh, the heathen and the wish.wordpress.com. All right, thank you. Yep, we, I try to update as much as I can, but unfortunately, I'm, not very good at it lately. I've been so busy um, and my mind's been all over the place. But Raven definitely updates at least every Wednesday. And if I do, I try to. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then I try very hard to update consistently. Um, it's good. I really enjoy writing on the blog, kind of about my experiences and stuff. So come check us yeah. out. There's good stuff there. Beyond that, you can also check out We Both Have Etsy Shops. I am now officially rebranded to Heathen Hearth and Home. It's also very exciting. I will be selling at craft shows and I will be like a real business <laughs> that's outside of Etsy for once. Which is really, really about exciting. That. Yeah, really fucking exciting. exciting. And also um, Raven will be selling some of her stuff with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm Which- pretty sure it's going to be eaten up like hardcore so very exciting it's really exciting my etsy shop is spirit spun yarns um right now i have some things listed but i'm not currently restocking just because i'm trying to stockpile for a couple of the craft shows that owl's gonna be doing um but once those settle down more stuff will be going into the shop as well i do ritual yarns so like all of the yarns no matter what kind of yarn it is, gets um, the roving cook like sets on my altar for a prolonged period of time to kind of pick up the energy. I set an intent when I spin and then I spin it. Um, and every time I set the twist, I always add moon water. Uh, so I collect moon water each full moon. Um, and I always add that in. So it's like, it's very vibey yarn. <laughs> I have videos on TikTok of me making it. If anybody's ever curious about the process, it's spirit spun yarns on TikTok. I'm really bad with TikTok. Like I'm not the most amazing TikToker ever, but I think it's kind of cool to see the process and to get to share that. Yeah, I try to update my social media, but I also hate social media. So I'm trying to spend less time on it. I have a really bad habit in that I'll get on and I'll lose hours at a time. And I'm trying. <laughs> That's to everyone's bad that. habit. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to break away from that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with us last month. We really appreciate it. Last month was really hard for the both of us. Um, and I'm sure it was hard for everyone else, too. It's the holidays. They're what they are. They <laughs> so are. Mm-hmm. hopefully we're going to be back to regular programming. Uh, can't really guarantee anything more than that right now. But we really appreciate all you guys listening throughout last year. Um, we really appreciate the fact that we have a growing listener base. And if you ever get the chance, please leave us a rating um, on whatever platform you listen on and give us feedback either on our Instagram or on, you know, the streaming platform. That would be really cool. I'd love to hear from you guys. And I'm sure Raven would too. Oh, for sure. And we love getting to share with you. So as Al said, thank you again for listening. Um, This has been kind of a fun project for us to take on. Uh, We have a really good time with it. We hope that as listeners, you guys have a really good time with it as well. Yeah. Um, I really hope to be, you know, growing more organically over 2023. Um, 
with this podcast and whatever we can take on, we can take on. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. We'll catch you next month. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> my